I love this church and I love Pastor Fong and all that you're doing here is just a great honor and a great encouragement. And I just want to say I feel so much thankful for this church that it is a missionary love. They love missionaries here in this church and it's very grateful. As a missionary, I'm always very uh, honored to be able to be here and just to share a little bit about what God is doing in our life. I apologize that my wife is not here. Um, I got uh, one out over by my son-in-law. He's also preaching tonight. And uh, so my wife wanted to be and hear him preach. So <laughs> so I, that's why she's not here today. And so I apologize for that. But I do have some good news to report to you. Uh, you as you know, I have I have five kids and two are married. And my oldest, he's, going, he's now uh, on deputation. Uh, he now has almost 60%. And hopefully within a year or so, he'll be able to go to China. But he just they just told us uh, not too long ago that they're going to have another one. And so I'm going to be uh, we're going to be another grandfather. And that's in, in October of, of 25, October 25th. And then uh, our daughter, who was just married last August, uh, they just now told us that they are going to have one as well. And so, and my son-in-law, he's red-headed, curly red-headed. So I don't know if we'll have a red-headed uh, grandchild or not, but we're just excited. Uh, I tell you, that's one of the life's joys. Uh, how many here are grandparents? I just want to know how many. Yes, yeah, so you know the joys of what it's like to be a grandparent, and it is just wonderful uh, to be able to do that. Um, I want to share with you also about how God is opening doors for us with our church, the Silicon Valley Chinese Baptist Church. Uh, God is still uh, uh, helping us to grow. We are working on, of course, in fact, today I was just talking to a man that's helping us get all the legalities uh, committed as far as, you know, the, uh, the structure, the articles of corporation and the EIN number and all these things you got to do. And so it's all coming along, but it's it takes a lot to do all that as, as we find out. You know, in China, we didn't have to worry about all those kind of things. It was illegal. Anyway, so you don't have to worry about all these legalities, you know, that you have to do here in America. But uh, it's really been quite a challenge, to say the least. Uh, but uh, this gentleman is helping me uh, do that. And uh, we just, this last Sunday, their uh, Memorial Day, uh, Brother Larson, Bob Larson, who is the uh, uh, American, he's, he's over all the American missionaries here in the, in America. Uh, he and his wife were with us, and uh, we really enjoyed having them. And uh, a lot of people made some commitments uh, uh, been a lot of people have been just doing a lot of praying, asking the Lord to help. We've been going out soul winning, knocking on doors, passing out tracks, and and people are coming. Uh, but you know it is a lot of work, and you know it's it's, a, it's interesting. You know coming from China, you know where normally we're we're just working with atheists. You know I know I don't believe in God, and or uh, uh, they're they're Buddhist. But now you know being here in the Bay Area, you don't only work with Buddhists. You also work with with uh, Muslims, and you work with Hindus and Sheiks and. Uh, other kind of religions you never even heard of, you know. So it's been really uh, quite interesting, uh, you know, to see uh, how the Lord is working. But I tell you what, it's amazing to be able to see when you're able to share the gospel and uh, be able to be, have people come and get involved. And, and it's just a joy. And one of the things, you know, not only leading people to the Lord, but get involved in their life. And in fact, I have this one uh, couple. He, it's, he is here with his daughter, whose daughter is only, uh, she's 30 years old, but she's only three feet tall. And uh, she's a midget, but she's studying uh 
accounting and wanting to be a tax help. You know, she helps you if you want need tax deductions and that sort of thing. And that's what she's getting. That's what she's going to school for. And so he's here taking her, helping her. But she wants to learn how to drive. Well, no one is willing to teach her because she's a midget. So her dad decided that he's going to get his driver's license. So he's been trying to get his driver's license. So I've been coming over to Hayward. He has gone. He's passed the uh, uh, driving uh, the te- written test because they have it in Chinese. But then you got to do the driving test, and, and the examiners Chinese is very good, so they have a little hard time communicating. And he so he has tried it five times, and so this yesterday was the sixth time. That was his last chance to pay, and he passed. And so you know I was there helping him. So you know we do things like that as well. So it's just interesting, you know, all the things you do to get people to be involved and, and be faithful and build that relationship with them. Uh, you know, it's more you know more than just knocking doors and passing out tracts. It's really you know just get, uh, getting uh, involved with their life. But yet God, you know, is opening the doors and. We're so happy with, about that. And I also want to share a little bit about, before I get into the message, about our church in China, which is going is still going very well. Pastor Timothy Fung is doing a great job. And we just had a young lady that graduated from uh, Golden State Baptist College, and she's going over there at the end of June. And uh, she just told me she got her visa. She just was doing that today, and she's going to be one of the teachers there. And so we're excited that our church is st- and our school is still going on. When you're hearing reports of churches being closed, and you're hearing about uh, things happening over there, China. Things are tightening down. That God is still uh, letting our ministry continue, and so that is really a, bl- a blessing and an encouragement to us as well. To know that God is in control, and we just need to, to be faithful to Him. Today, tonight, I want you just to share, take your Bibles tonight and turn to Acts chapter three. Acts chapter three, a very uh, familiar portion of Scripture. I know if you, any of you have read any uh, of your, God's Word, I'm sure you've read this story many times with Peter and John and how he's there at the temple and he's praying at the ninth hour and he meets this lame man who'd been lame for over 40 years, probably his whole life. And and then he, because of his faith in Christ, he tells him to rise up and walk. And not only does he just rise up and walk, but he leaps. And you see there and you see how God uses this event to bring many people to Christ. Well, today, what I want to share with you today as we, as we read this scripture is I just want to be an encouragement to you to know that the faith that we share changes lives. And this faith, no matter, you know, there are so many obstacles that we are facing today. You see that we are definitely in a spiritual warfare. And Satan knows that his time is short. And he's doing all he can to hinder the gospel. He's doing all he can to keep people from receiving this faith that changes people's lives. But today, as we read this scripture, I want to be an encouragement to you. And I want you to, to, to know that God can use you no matter who you are. Let's read this scripture here in in Acts chapter 3. We're going to read verses 1 uh, through 19. And it says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And this ninth hour is probably around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And a certain lame man came from his mother's womb, was, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Verse 3, Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. 
and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. You know, he thought he was going to get something financial there. But then notice here, then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leap, and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with him into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them into the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham, and of Isaac, and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath delivered his son, Jesus, whom ye delivered up. Hath glorified his son, Jesus, whom ye delivered up. And denied him in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One, and the just, and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses." And his name, notice this, and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I wot that through ignorance ye did it, as did also your rulers. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity to preach your word. And I pray that you'd help me to be an encouragement to each one here today. I know that most of the people here today know Christ as their Savior. I know that probably more are very uh, the faithful ones of the church. But Lord, I just pray that you'd help this message to be an encouragement to them just to continue on, to share that saving faith, that faith that changes people's lives, that brings people to you, to build that relationship between man and God. And Father, I just pray that you would help us to know that we are on the winning side, even when things are difficult and even when things in our life and we come to many trials and troubles and sometimes we don't know if we can go on, that Lord, that we have this faith, that we can continue on and then we can use this faith and use it to see great things happen, not only in our lives, but in the lives of others that we come in contact with. Lord, please use us. In your name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. You know, here we see this wonderful portion of Scripture. There, I'm going to look in verse 16 one more time. It says, And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong. You know, there is a faith that we as God's people need to realize that that it is the faith of Jesus Christ, of trusting him who died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose again. And when we trust in that and we trust in him, that faith changes people's lives. And it gives us a hope. You know, there are, there are some... Uh, when I was in um, chi- in our church there, many of them said, you know, Brother Lawman, when you're preaching, you ought to use some Chinese 
Proverbs. Now, I know Brother Irwin's told me that I should preach in Chinese, and you that speak English should put the little things on, and uh, you should have it interpreted, so you could know what it's like, but I, uh, I don't think they had enough of those things. But, but you know, there are, some, there are some Chinese Proverbs. There's one here that's called, Liu de Qing Shan Zai Pa Meo Chai Shao, which means that in a green mountain there is not a shortage of firewood, which actually means where there is life, there is hope. And there is also another one here that's called which means that uh, paper cannot stop fire. But in, in what it actually means, I mean that's what it literally means, but actually what it means is that truth will come to light sooner or later. Now when I share these things, talking about there is life, there is hope, and that truth will come out, is that the, the truth is the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when we see today, when we read this portion of scripture here in Acts chapter 3, and we see Peter and John, and they come to the temple to pray, you know, they, they talk about that there were three times that uh, the uh, Jews would come to the temple to, pr- to pray. You know, they would come at 9 o'clock in the morning, then they would come at noon, and then they would come at 3. And those are the times that they would go and they would pray. And it's interesting to me that this is the time through this great miracle that took place of this man who was lame for over 40 years, who was born lame, and yet through the faith of Jesus Christ, he was able to rise up, leap, leap, and was able to walk. And because of him, many people come to know Christ as their Savior. Did you know that during this time at 3 o'clock, when this time this event happened, did you also know that this was also the time when Jesus was on the cross? And he died, and he said, you know, uh, there in Matthew chapter, when he cried out and gave up the ghost, there in Matthew chapter 27, verses 46 and 51. I thought that was kind of interesting, that, you know, that it was at the same time that they did that. And yet here God used this event to bring people to Jesus Christ. It's amazing to me to see when we are willing to give out the gospel message of Jesus Christ, what it can do in people's lives. But you know, one thing I've found out is when I've been uh, witnessing and knocking doors, and and many times it gets very discouraging because you knock on doors a lot of times. You know, people are home and they won't answer the door. Or, uh, you know, I, I always, you know, one of the things about being in China, one of the reasons I like being in China is there's a a little bit of a uh, because you're a white person and you can speak Chinese that it kind of opens doors for you that normally doors would not be open and people will talk to you and and I've thought well you know here probably here would be the same way and in one respect it is, one respect I was uh, telling with Brother AJ that well, I, many times I would talk, knock on a door and I'll meet a guy and he's a Chinese guy and he uh, has lived here 20 or 30 years and, he, and because I can speak Chinese, I've asked him, has he ever been to church? No, I'm Buddhist. Has anyone ever shared with you the gospel message of Jesus Christ? No, I've never heard it. And he'll let me share the gospel message with him. But I do find that quite interesting. Being in America, you know, that there are people that have never heard the gospel. Brother AJ, I hope he can share a testimony with you. Today he just shared one with me where he was at a hardware store and he met a quadriplegic who was in New Orleans and he shared the, and spared some time with him and he said, you know, brother, you're the first person that told me that Jesus loves me. You know, that's amazing to me because people are not sharing the faith that changes people's lives. You know, we need to realize that that's what people need to hear. You know, they're tired of all these religions and all these fake things that they, that people say, you know, just believe. But you see no changes in their life. 
There are so many people today that are want nothing, as you see, as, as I find out, when I, they don't want anything to do with Christ. They don't want anything to do with church. And, it, and it's very disheartening because you know that only Jesus Christ can bring them hope, peace, joy, and happiness. And it's only through Christ uh, and, and him, him alone. Did you know that 32% of people that are atheists were, grew up Atheists because their parents were also well, were also atheists, and so because of that, because their parents were there no no longer, so they're no they're not willing to accept that faith. There are also those. Did you know that over sixty percent of those that say that are atheists say, you know, I was raised in a Christian family, but yet they lost their faith because their parents had never really told them why they believe what they believe. And I find that's very, very, very sad. I remember there's, and I can't remember the guy's name, but I, he, he was a very, he's a very avid atheist today. But he was an independent Baptist who used to go and pass out tracts and knock on doors, and now he's an avid atheist. I find that's very sad. But can I tell you, it's because he's never truly accepted that true and living faith. You know, you also see today, as I talk to young people, many young people that are, especially in colleges. You know, the sad thing is when we have this school in China, and one of the things that I always try to encourage the parents, don't put your kids in a secular university. Let them go to a Bible college at least for one year. Because if they go to the secular university and they're raised in a Christian family, it's going to be likely that they're going to lose their faith. Because they're in that environment where they, they're taught that there is no God and that you believe in evolution. And this thing of, of Christianity is just a fairy tale. You know, you need to build, build upon them. Then we see people that have a problem with, with faith and, and they, can, they have a hard time because no one has really shared with them some of these unanswerable questions like, why could God allow evil in this world? Or why would God send people to hell? And, and because they can't answer those questions, they say, you know, I can't believe in a God. I remember I was talking to a young man and, and he was telling me, you know, he says, I really can't even believe in all these stories about how how. Uh, Jonah was swallowed by a well and, and all those things how, and how men lived to be over 900 years old and, and things like that. that. But he, w- he was saying that because of what, when he was in this university and they would talk about those kind of things and say that could not be possible. And, and, and making them see that the Bible was not true. Or you see people that have lost because of things that have happened in their life. Maybe they've been hurt. You know, it's so sad to me, but I've seen many people that have been hurt in churches because the, the Christians were not the type of Christians that they should be. They were not the, the example, and they did not care, and they were hurt, and so they turned away. I've seen people that have, uh, that have come uh, turned away because they grew up in a family without, the, without a father. I've seen people turn away from their faith because, you know, they think it's too difficult to be able to believe in only one faith. You know, to be able to stand up for that faith, that it's only through Jesus Christ and Him alone that we can be saved. You know, today everybody says, well, I think all, ro- all roads to religion lead to one. But you know, that is a lie of Satan. It does not lead to one. It's only through Jesus Christ and Him alone. You know, many people here, a lot of times you share with a person about the gospel, and they listen to the evidence, and they think it's great, but yet they cannot accept it, because why? They're not willing to repent, and really to accept that they are a sinner, and that they need to turn from their sin, and receive Christ as their Savior. Many people say, you know, that is the one reason. I know many people in China that will not, because they're not 
willing to say, you know, there's something wrong with me. You know, I would lose face if I say that I was a sinner, you know, and that I'd have to bow my knee. You know, there's people also that have been abused, which is, I'm sad to say. And then lastly, there are people that want nothing to do with Christianity because they say it's too political. You know, it's amazing. You put on the, the news and, you know, this election in 2016 and how it's just so divisive, you know, and the, the left and the right, the conservative. And every time you talk, you hear about all these things. And, 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 and one thing I found out, you have to be careful not to get caught up in all that. And even though a lot of times that those that even that are conservative, they, they sound good, but when you finally get in to find out what kind of life they live they don't live a very good life either so you know it's not always it's always careful you always have to be very careful in what that but you know all these people have these these different thoughts about belief and about faith but can i tell you that the faith that we want is the faith that changes people's lives the faith that'll cause a man like this who was who was bound by sin for over 40 years and peter and john came and they gave him jesus christ the name of jesus christ and he received him as his savior and he stood up he leaped up and accepted Christ. You know, in James chapter 2 and verse 19, it talks about how that the devils believe but ye, and tremble, but you know they're not saved. They know there is a God, but they've never repented of their sin. They never have accepted Him as their Savior. You know, many people today, you know, they say, you know, I, I identify with Christ. And, and many people today maybe have been baptized, or they've even become a member. They maybe even have got involved with the church. But you know what? When they stand before God, God will stand before them and say, Depart from me, for I never knew you. Because they never turned to Him and received Him as their Savior. You know, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21 tells us, Not everyone that saith unto the Lord, 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 shall enter in the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye wit that work iniquity. You know, the Lord says he never knew them. You know, it's just like the story of Peter and Judas. You can see Peter who denied Christ, but yet he, he denied Christ, but yet he turned, he repented, and, and asked God for forgiveness. And yet you see Judas, who for a short time, people thought, man, this was a great man. This man, he, he performed miracles. He was a disciple of Jesus Christ. And yet, he betrayed Christ. And when he was found out, did he repent? No, he went and hung himself. And he was sorry for what he did. He truly never, he never knew that relation. I think that's so sad to be so close to Jesus Christ and never have that relationship with him. You know, that's why we have to do that. That's why the genuine faith changes lives. The Bible tells us in Matthew 13 that some faith, some, uh, when it talks about the seeds, will fall on stony ground and, and, and some will uh, uh, round thorns and will be choked and that sort of thing. And it's because they've never accepted, they never truly acknowledged that they were a sinner and to turn from Christ, or turn from sin and turn to Christ and ask Christ to come into their heart. And they will one day, Jesus will look at them and say, Depart from me, for I never knew you. 
You know, that, that it really speaks to my heart as I'm going out and sharing. And I hear so many stories of how many people believe that they are saved or they believe they put their faith in the church. You know, those that believe in Catholicism and, and doing the, the rituals and taking the communion and, 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 and confessing to the priest. And, and they think and you ask them, do you know for sure if you're going to heaven today? And they say, well, I hope so. Maybe. And, and even where they say, you know, even when they die, they want their relatives to light these candles so possibly they may go to heaven. But can I tell you, that is not the saving faith. That is not the faith that will change lives. They have a mental knowledge, but they don't have a heart knowledge. And when times get tough, they will learn. Just like the Hebrew, just like it says in Hebrews, that, that uh, tells us that the generation that came out of Egypt, they refused to enter the promised land. They truly never believed God. They truly never received Him as their Savior, uh, as their Lord and, and God. You know, it's interesting to me that during this time that Peter and John, when they were here, that God used this example and used this time through this man to bring many people to Jesus Christ. And they were able to turn and, and, and it got the, the religious people all up and up and heave. And they wanted them to stop preaching in his name, they, as you can read in, in Acts chapter 4. But yet they said, we cannot because God has told us to go on. And it's amazing how God used them in a great way. And they became uh, pillars in the church. And God used them and, and turned the world upside down. Do you know that the Lord wants to do the same for us? You know that God wants to, you know, he, God is, Jesus is a, has never changed. And just as we see this great miracle here and we see great things happen and thousands of people come to know Christ. Did you know that God wants to do the same thing for us? And I think of that as I, in this city and in the Bay Area where there's over millions of people and people from all over the world. It's amazing to me how many people just in the short time that I've been here in all the different countries that I've, people from, from, uh, Andreas, I think, or something like that, some, uh, Muslim country there, a little small, small country in Africa. Uh, this 80 year old man, I talked to him and, you know, people from Italy and, and Egypt and Iran and all over. And it's amazing all these different countries and be able to share the gospel message to them. But you know, it doesn't matter who you are and where you're from. If you'll just trust in this saving faith, just like this lame man trusted, you too can have a wonderful home in heaven. You know, our God, he knows our hearts and he knows those who truly have accepted him. You know, the Bible tells us in Jeremiah that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know, sometimes we try to deceive ourselves. Sometimes we try to think, you know, that we, oh, yeah, I'm a good person. You know, it's interesting to me. I, I listen, I like to listen to, and I don't know if I should say this, but I like to listen to a guy by the name of Dennis Prager. He's a Jewish man. And he talks about different things. And, and the way he brings about things, it makes you really stop and think. But, you know, this man is not a Christian. He's a Jew. He believes in Judaism. He says he believes in God. But he says, I can't believe that you can just be saved by trusting in Jesus Christ. He says, I believe God will weigh the good and the bad. And, and by that, that's why it will, it will be okay. But can I tell you, that's a lie of Satan. That's not true. And so many people today believe that. And so that's why we must go. And we must show that it's through Jesus Christ and Him alone. You know, the Bible tells us that we need to examine ourselves and, 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 and whether we're in the faith in 
He says, examine yourself, whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus is in you, except ye be reprobates. You know, if Christ is in us, people should see Christ in us. They should see a difference. They should see a change. They should see that God is doing something great in our life. True joy, true peace, and true happiness only comes through Jesus Christ. And if we're willing to do that, God will use us in a way that we never saw possible. You know, it was amazing to me when I first went to China. I didn't know what God would allow us to do in China. When I first went on deputation and I... churches and people would ask me when he had question and answer and that sort of thing well how are you going to be able to start a church in communist China how are you going to be able to lead people to the Lord and I said I really don't know how I'm going to be able to do all that but I told him you know I went to Bible college it took me over three and a half years to go to Bible college I went to language school it took me over three and a half years I went to deputation it took me almost three years and I said if I do all of that preparation and yet through my time in China if I'm only able to to reach one person with the gospel that their life is changed it's worth it all can i tell you it is worth it whatever it takes for you in your life to share that saving faith that changes lives you know god wants to use us for his honor and for his glory now what is that saving faith that faith first of all it is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen it is the characteristic of being a true christian Believing in Jesus Christ. You know, Mark chapter 9 and verse 23 tells us, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Faith is complete reliance on God. Faith is believing God and believing His word. How do I know that I'm on my way to a place called heaven? How do I know that I will not be judged and be sent to a a place called hell because of my sin? It's because he said uh, that if we will trust in him. You know, the Bible says, These things have I written unto you that, that believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Totally trusting on what he did on the cross and nothing else. It's not about being a good person. It's not about believing uh, in uh, being a member of, of a church or anything like that. It's trusting in Christ alone. You know, it doesn't really matter how good you are. I know one of the things when I would uh, uh, witness in China, a lot of them would talk about Mother Teresa. They say, well, Mother Teresa is a really good person. You know, she, she opened these leopard colonies and, and did the things that most people would not do. But can I tell you, it doesn't matter how many leopard colonies you open. If you don't trust completely on Jesus Christ and Him alone, you too will die and go to a devil's hell. You know, we need to tell people it's tro- trusting in Him, repenting of your sins. You know, repentance is a change of mind that results in a change of action. To say, no longer am I going to go my way, but I'm going to turn and I'm going to go God's way and take that saving faith and, re- and trust in Christ and Christ alone. And as we share that message and as we give that message, that gospel message, we'll see how God can bring them to Him. And they can have that relationship with God Almighty. Oh, what a joy it is. I love the ministry and I love to see what the gospel can do in a person's life. 
But can I tell you, it has to be that saving faith. It has to be the faith where they totally trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone. Many times I have um, kind of uh, different kinds of discussions. Because a lot of times people say, well, Brother Lawman, they'll, say, they'll, they'll name a sin. Well, what if this person does this sin? For instance, what if a person commits suicide? Are they still saved? And I tell them, I, have, I, I, I don't know if I should, but I said, I have no pastors. I know a pastor that committed suicide. Can I tell you, is he still saved? Because it's not what you do or what you don't do. It's who you trust in. And when you trust in Jesus Christ and him alone, he will keep you throughout all eternity. And it doesn't matter what happens in your life. Can I tell you, there are things that happen in people's lives that they do things you never thought possible. And it kind of wraps your head around. You just can't, I can't believe that is happening. But, you know, there's problems with people with depression and and bipolar. There's all kinds of things that happen that people do. But it's not what people do. It's who they put their faith in. And that faith is in Jesus Christ who died, buried, and rose again. And that's what we have to get people to realize. That's where we need to get people to have the saving faith that changes people's hearts and lives. John chapter 14 and verse 1 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe God, believe also in me. Jesus also said in John 6, 29, Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him who he has sent. You know, the Bible tells us also in Mark 1, 15, and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. You know, it's through the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Abraham, he believed God and God used him. It says here in in Romans 4.20, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Is God's word uh, Is it trustworthy? Can you trust in His Word? You can. And if we'll just trust in Him and rely on Him and know that what He says is true, we will have eternal life. We trust in a God. Even with our limited knowledge, even with our limited ability, we trust in one who is limitless in knowledge and wisdom and fully trusting in Him. You know, God wants to use us. And our faith comes from Him and Him alone. And if we'll let God do that, oh, what the joy we'll see. You know, it comes from God. It comes from the Holy Spirit. It comes from Christ. As we see in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, when we think about that, we think, you know, God is, Jesus is the one that we must trust. Do you trust Him today? Do you know Him? And are you willing to share that with others around you? You know, it's amazing to me to see the problems that people have today and the hurts and the struggles. And, and you know, it's amazing what this, the, the, the Internet and the media and, and, and all of that and how it's affecting people and, and causing them to be depressed and, and hurting the families and that sort of thing. And it's what we need to share with these people is the saving faith of Jesus Christ. Not putting, them, not putting their faith in the church or in themselves or being a good person or, or turning over a new leaf or anything like that, but putting their faith in Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. 
and know that He came to this earth. The Lord sent Him to this earth so that He could die on the cross for our sins. Faith is the most important thing. And we need to believe that He he exists and that God sent His Son to be our Savior. We have that promise. The Bible tells us that if we'll just trust in that, that God can do great things that answer the problems that we have. In James chapter 1 and verse number 6 it says, But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know, many times we pray and our, God, and our prayers don't get answered. Why is that? Because we're not, we're not praying in faith. We're not praying in that faith that changes people's lives. We're not believing that God can do what, what He's done. You know, when you look at this scripture in Acts chapter 3 and you see this, this lame man who's able to, to rise up and see what God has done, don't you think that God can do some great things in our lives as well? You know, God is no respecter of persons. And I'm praying that God will do the same in my life. I'm praying that here in the midst of the Bay Area with all the obstacles that we have, with trying to find the obstacles of of living, the cost of living and rent is extremely high. And you see the obstacles of all the different religions and, and people don't want anything to do with church and want anything to do with God. But yet we're believing by faith, through the faith in Jesus Christ, that it will be accomplished. That God can use us for His honor and for His glory. To know that we will not fail. To know that God loves us. You know, the Bible tells us that faith pleases God. For without faith, it is impossible to please God, as the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. And it also says that faith only, eternal life only comes through Jesus Christ, as we see in Mark 11, 22 and 24. You know, we just need to trust in Him. Will you let the Lord use you today? Will you let the Lord say, you know, all things are possible if I'll just believe. It's so sad, but I think some of us as Christians, sometimes we get caught up in our day-to-day tasks. And I'm guilty as, as anybody. And I just sometimes get up and things aren't going the way I would like them to go. And, and I feel discouraged or I feel down and I feel like, you know, I just don't know, Lord, if I can do it. But you know, that's not what the Lord wants in us. He wants to say, yes, you can. You need to have the faith that this man had here in Acts chapter 3. You need to have a faith to know that even through the difficulties, God will help you through it. You know, there is great power. There's great joy. There's greatness in trusting in the Lord. Knowing that our answers can be met. uh, The needs can be met. Knowing that our sins can be forgiven. Knowing that they can be cleansed. And knowing that we become righteous before God because of the faith. That changes lives. You know, it's amazing to me to see how God can help us overcome. You know, when we have that faith and we have these problems and Satan starts to attack, you know, we have that faith that God can help us to overcome those attacks. And we can see how God help us overcome the world, help us to resist Satan. And we can see how he works in our lives and draws us and helps us to be stronger in him. It's through faith that increases our strength. You know, the Lord uh, tells us, or uh, you know, as, as the uh, one man said, Lord, help my unbelief. 
you know, He can help us and help us to grow to be more like Him. You know, we, we think of Noah and we think of Enoch and we think of Daniel and, and, and Job and Paul and all these people that had difficulties in life. And yet through faith, they trusted in him and God did miraculous things through them. I think of even in my own life with my mother who had cancer and she's had cancer twice. She had it once and then 14 years later, she had it again. Yet she just trusted in the Lord and the Lord helped her to overcome that difficult situation. And she's alive today and she's serving the Lord and faithful. You know, it's because she trusted God through faith. She trusted in Him. You know, He is faithful. We cannot doubt Him. We cannot give up. We cannot be defeated. We just got to say, Lord, help me. Lord, increase my faith. And help me, as it says here in verse 6, or look one more time, verse 6, chapter 3 and verse 16. And His name through faith in His name hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know, and yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Through faith. How is your faith today? Do you trust the Lord? Do you want the Lord to do things in your life, maybe that you never thought possible? Can I tell you that we need these kind of Christians? The world, the Bay Area needs these kind of Christians say, Lord, I have the faith and I want you to use me. I want you to use my life to be able to bring people to him. And, 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 and a faith that changes lives. Not a faith where they believe in themselves. Not in a faith where they believe if they're a good person or they believe in, the, in their baptism or they believe in their, their good works. But a faith that believes in the Lord of lords and King of kings and receives him as their savior. That's what we must do. And I know that you, you, when you share the gospel, I know you do that. But it just, it just, it just, and, and really probably this message is more for me than anybody. But we must share that saving faith so that we can see people's lives change. So that we can say a difference in people's lives. You know, it's so sad today that so many churches today are getting away from this saving faith. They, they're so involved in uh, trying to, to meet the needs and, and trying to have a, you know, have a, uh, a mu- their music. They're so about the music or the lights or things that make people comfortable instead of letting them know that it's Jesus Christ, that that is what it's all about. That's trusting in Him. Would you let the Lord speak to your heart today? Would you let the Lord say, Lord, I want this faith and I want to proclaim it and show it for so that people look at my life, they can see a difference. They see someone that loves the Lord and that is following Him. You know, so many people today will tell you, well, you know, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to that church because it's full of hypocrites. And jokingly, sometimes I want to say, well, why don't you just come on and join the rest of us? You know, that, that, that sort of way. But uh, no, because we We really all are in in one way or another. But can I tell you that when we know Christ, even though we are a sinner, and even though many times we have been hypocrites, if we know Christ as our Savior, we have a saving faith and we are cleansed from all of our sin. And we have that wonderful relationship with Him. Will you let the Lord speak to your heart today? Will you let the Lord use you today? There are people in your sphere of influence that need this faith that that talks about here in Acts chapter 3 and verse 16. And you can be used by Him. Do you know each one of us has 
a sphere of influence. We can guide, use our life and guide people to that saving faith, or we can guide it away or guide it to ourselves. Which way are you guiding people? Which way are you influencing them? I pray that you're influencing them too, Jesus Christ. Let's stand and have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for this opportunity of preaching your word about a faith that changes people's lives. Lord, I just pray you would help this faith to be worked in my own life. Lord, I pray that I would be willing to be used by you to be the example that you would, that people see they know that Christ is in my heart. That we all see the great things that are happening because of trusting in you. Just as you saw here in Acts chapter 3 and saw this man that was healed and many people became saved because of that. Lord, can you help us to do the same? Can you help us through our life? People see you in our life and that will bring them to you. We know that our time is short. We know that you are coming soon. And we need to do all we can for you. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I would just like to see a show of hands say, Brother Lawman, I know without a shadow of a doubt, if I were to die today, that I would go to heaven. Would you just raise your hand as a testimony? All right. You have that saving faith. You, you completely trusted in Jesus Christ. Maybe there's someone here that says, Brother Lawman, I don't know if I die today, I would go to heaven. I don't know if I've truly trusted fully in Jesus Christ. Would you pray for me? Is there anybody like that here in this auditorium tonight? I don't know 100% sure if I were to die today. And then lastly, I just want to ask this question. Maybe there's someone here who says, Brother Lawman, I do have this saving faith and I have repented of my sin and I have received Christ as my Savior and I know without a shadow of a doubt I'm on my way to a place called heaven just as this this faith here in Acts chapter 3. But you know, Lord, you know, I've really never truly shared this faith with those around me. And when people look at my life, they don't really see a difference. But I would like from this point forth to be different. I would like the Lord to use me and make people and, and, and let God use me to bring people to Him. Would you pray for me? Is there any person like that here in this room today that Lord you would use me to help bring people to Him? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your hand for that. Would you, Lord, would you use me to bring people to him? There are people today that are hurting, that are searching for the truth. And God can use you to bring them to him. Dear Lord, I pray for those that have raised their hand. Lord, I pray this week that you would use them. I pray that this coming Sunday, that because of their commitment, that Lord, through these next few days, they will be able to meet someone And they will be able to share the gospel with them. That saving faith. And that their lives will be changed. And that they will be in this church this coming Sunday. Lord, I pray. And I pray for myself as well. Lord, I want us to be used. We as God's people need to be about your business. And we as God's people need to be able to share to the world the truth. Of who you really are. So many today are caught up in all these other methods and programs and and things that really are not what the basics thing is, 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 is you who died, buried, and rose again. Lord, please work among us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Irwin. The altar is open as the piano plays. Why don't you ponder that thought for a moment? 
just take a moment to just keep our head bowed and eyes closed. What a convicting question to ask ourselves, what are you attempting to do as a Christian in the flesh? Are you trying to love your spouse in the flesh? Trying to parent your children in the flesh? Are you trying to serve the Lord in the flesh? Are you trying to overcome sin in the flesh? If you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, that same faith that you exercise is the same faith that you live by every single day as a Christian. And if we're going to see not only our area change for God's glory, but the whole world changed, then we need to exercise that same faith. Everybody saw that man's faith once he trusted Christ as his Savior. Stood up, jumping, praising God. His faith was visible. His faith was expressed. And I hope tonight that you ponder that question and just ask God to search you. Is there an area in my life where I'm trusting more in my flesh than I am more in God? you're here tonight and you're not saved you don't know what it means to place your faith in Jesus Christ tonight we'd love to show you from the Bible how you can be a hundred percent sure not by your good works or by your religious deeds but because of what Jesus Christ did for you you can have faith in him alone to have your sins forgiven to have a home in heaven someday tonight ask God to search you and to try your faith to increase your faith to stretch it to live by faith and not by sight. Lord, thank you for tonight and thank you for your preacher and the word that was preached. Lord, help us to realize when we live in the flesh and not by faith. Holy Spirit, show to us areas of our life that needs more faith, where we may right now be comfortable in an area of ministry or service or giving, And you want us, Lord, to grow to higher grounds, to stretch our faith. Lord, help us not to be scared of that opportunity, but, Lord, to welcome that opportunity that stretches our faith more. Help us, Lord, to share our faith to those who don't know, uh, to our coworkers, to our neighbors, family, and loved ones, Lord. It'd be a shame for us to have exercised faith in Christ and not to share it with others. And Help us, Lord, this week, especially as we enter into the weekend on Saturday and Sunday, to have people in our hearts and minds of people that we know that are not saved and people that we can reach even today. As Brother Laman had mentioned, Lord, our time is short. Our time is so short in seeing the will of God accomplished here on earth. And so help us to be faithful and help us to exercise faith. And we'll thank you for it. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.